Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources, and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Intimate Knowledge with Megan King. Shh, it's a show about sex. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Intimate Knowledge. I'm your host, Megan King, where you can find me on Instagram at Megan King or check out my retreats at GaiaHavenExperience.com. I want to update you guys on what's happening in my life lately. There's been a lot that's gone down. I feel like I've been traveling nonstop lately. My most recent trip was to Scottsdale. And oh my gosh, I have so many stories about that trip. So my girlfriend, get this, my best friend, her boyfriend, they were dating long distance for a while. It's actually kind of a romantic love story. So they reconnected. She lost her virginity to this guy when she was like, you know, 19 or 20. And they dated when she was uh, right out of college or something like that. And just had a, a great connection, but lives, you know, kind of fade apart. And that's exactly what happened. And he was never on social media or, or anything. So it was hard for her to kind of like keep up with him and know what was going on. So she lives in Austin. She's on a dating app. He pops up on her dating app in Austin. They connect. He calls her the sweet name that he's always called her from, you know, back when they were teenagers. So they start dating. Everything is wonderful. It's like the most romantic reconnection ever. I'm totally rooting for them, even though he lives in Colorado and she lives in Texas. Well, she finds out through her sleuthing that 
and then through, you know, like extracting information from him that this guy went to a strip club and decided to get busy with a stripper. Not okay. So it was her birthday weekend coming up and she's like, Meg, please come to Scottsdale with me. Like, let's just go balls to the walls. Let's have a great time. So I kind of moved a couple of things around, go to Scottsdale. I, um, she has like all these dates lined up, right? So the first date comes over and he's sitting on the couch. He's wearing a stonewashed jean jacket with short sleeves and it's unbuttoned. It's like, it's like a wannabe jean jacket. So like, no, automatically. Then we can see his like Hyundai key poking out from the side of his, his, um, his shorts because well, yeah. Anyways, we're like Hyundai, no way. But that was, that was after the jean jacket, he was already disqualified. Um, but the way he leaves, like you could tell there was no connection there and he was really cool about it. He was just like, all right, um, you know, have fun, whatever. The whole date lasted like 10 minutes. Thank you. And goodbye. So then I had met this person on a plane the, down to Scottsdale and he was going for a bachelorette party or a bachelor party. So I was like, well, I have a friend who's single, like let's join. So I ended up going to the bachelor party. I'm at the club. I'm like, there's these guys are just like a bunch of nerds. And I'm like, do you want some girls over here? What's going on? And they're like, no, not really. Because they're like all taken. Nobody's really single. Boring. And my girlfriend, Courtney is on a date. And so she's like, doesn't come to the bachelor party. So I'm there solo. I'm like, what am I doing? I grab an Uber. I get in the Uber. I go back to the, um, a hotel that where we're staying, by the way, the hotel is insane. We have like 1600 square feet and Courtney is a baller and got this. And then I had to pretend like I got it because, you know, I was on TV and stuff. And like people have certain expectations because she didn't want any of her dates to think she was like some sugar mama or something, which is fucking hilarious. And I love the irony of it that like a woman has to do it that way. So the man isn't intimidated, but like the man does it the other way around pretty interesting social experiment if you ask me. So I go back to the hotel in my Uber and the Uber driver's like, that's $38. He asked me to Venmo him because it's not really Uber. It was like a taxi. And I Venmo him $3,800. I added two zeros because I was used to like the period. And then after, you know, the zeros after that. So I'm freaking out, right? I've been drinking. I call Will, who I'm sort of dating. I'm crying. There's mascara everywhere. I tell him it's an emergency. He's with his family. He leaves his family to go talk to me, talk me off the ledge for emailing or Venmoing this guy $3,800. It was such a disaster. We got over it. Super nice guy, by the way, which is why I brought it up. My guy for kind of putting up with me with that. And that's when I knew he really loves me. (laughs) He dealt with me for like two hours on the phone, like freaking out and nothing was accomplished. Got my $3,800 back, by the way, had to escalate it to Venmo. Okay. So during this trip, I get on Raya. I have Raya. I have the dating app Raya. And I'm like looking to see who's available for Courtney. Well, I had like, I guess I paid for a month of this like subscription feature where you can see who likes you on Raya so that you kind of can sift through easier. And this one guy liked me and I'm on there for just friends. And I connect with this guy. He founded Comic-Con and then I'm feeling a little weird, you know, cause I'm on a dating app, but I connected his friends. Well, he and I finally spoke yesterday for the first time. He is so respectful of the fact that I want to be friends and that I want to connect with him for business purposes. He connected me with some of his friends with how to grow my, um, 
my retreat business. And he said that he would do whatever it takes to help me grow that. So it's so interesting how we've come full circle. You know, I was on Raya to try to meet someone. By the way, I met Will on Raya three years ago, who I'm seeing now. And and now I'm using Raya for business connections and that's being respected. So you just, I guess the, the point of the story is you never really know. And then, uh, you know, who you're going to meet on a dating app and how they could help you. It doesn't have to just be for romantic purposes. I literally have zero interest in romantic purposes with anyone on a dating app right now because I'm totally content. But my friend, on the other hand, she has all these dates lined up and she's like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And then at the end of the trip, she just ended up feeling deflated as many of us do when we go through a breakup and then we go out there and we're balls of the walls and we're like, we're hot, we're successful, we're, we have our shit together. We're going to have a great, a great time, this beautiful place. And then it's just deflated because you know what, ultimately things don't matter and how, you know, successful and how well you have your shit together. It's, it doesn't really matter if you're not emotionally fulfilled. And that's what happened with her. She was in this committed relationship. The emotional fulfillment wasn't there once she found out that he cheated on her with a stripper. And, and then, you know, these guys, these dates, they can't fill that void. And it just ultimately leaves us, her, me, the, the collective us feeling deflated and, and really used, even though we, we do it to ourselves. So I don't have any answers here and I don't have any like morals to the story because I don't know where to go. And, and it's, uh, and it's also interesting. I want to point out again, the fact that like we, as women, when we do have our shit together and we are, you know, successful and, and take care of ourselves and we're single, it's almost so intimidating to some of these men, which sucks. And you know, that kind of brings me into our, our guest today. So I'm so excited to bring Stacy Rekaiser on the show. She kind of broke the glass ceiling. She's been a writer on many different shows, but this one, and, and she's spoken outwardly and openly about how, um, there's a gender, gender pay gap, oppressive work environments, lack of reasonable maternity leave. She's standing up for women. And Stacy explains how having more women in writing and writing these shows is where we need to start making changes in how we see um, women in the workplace. But the show, oh, it is steamy. I like to say it's kind of like um, the updated Fifty Shades of Grey. This is this is the adult version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Enough said there. So let's bring Stacy in and get to it. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. 
Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Stacy, it's so nice to meet you. Hi, Megan, you too. Great to meet you. Welcome to Intimate Knowledge. Thanks for being with Thank us. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I'm okay. so excited to have you on the show today because I was I I loved Sex Life straight out the gate. The second that it was on awesome. Netflix, I had to watch it. And I I just kind of told everybody an intro. And the way I like to see sex life is we'll explain it to people who haven't heard of it is kind of like the adult version of 50 Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> well, or I would say the female perspective of 50 Shades of Grey, because I feel that you know, look, is that that the, that movie series did incredibly well. So who am I to say uh, to have a problem with it? But it really was about the kind of sex that the man wanted and whether or not the woman was going to agree to have that kind of sex, too. And then, oh, she's into that kind of sex. And right. I feel like for us, right out of the gate, we were like, this is the kind of sex we're interested in. And if there are some guys who are interested in that, then you can come along for the ride. It's like flipping the tables the other way. A hundred percent. And I love that you were able to explore some otherwise taboo topics. Like when you, when a woman who is otherwise happy in her marriage gets out of the flow sexually, because we do, we have sexual needs, uh, emotionally needs, um, financial needs, you know, there's all sorts of different needs. And, and the big question in the show is, can one person fulfill it all? Yeah, totally. And, you know, this is, I think it's a very specific thing that happens for mothers in particular. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's great is that the show resonates you know, across a broad spectrum, because I feel like everybody has put a part of themselves aside at one time or another and has thought like, oh, I can't do it all or be it all at one time. But with mothers in particular, you know, we are sort of taught that that sacrifice is the ideal, that martyrdom mm -hmm. is the ideal. And, and those are the kinds of mothers that we sort of hold up in, mm -hmm. in high regard. And so giving up your own needs, sacrificing your own needs for your children is what you are expected to do. And so, you know, there are a lot of people who would look at Billy, our main character, and just say, like, 
you know, you got a rich husband, a handsome, mm-hmm. rich husband and two healthy, yeah, yeah <laughs> two <laughs> healthy, beautiful children. So shut your mouth. Like that should be enough. And, and, and you should be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're trying to say, or, or ask even with the show is to, is, is to say, you know, that doesn't, you should be able to experience all parts of yourself and all parts of yourself should be honored and nurtured by yourself and your partner. Yeah. So I see, I relate to this so much. I'm a working mother, um, Mm -hmm. a single working mother, which is often hard to balance with, you know, my own needs versus the needs of my children and, and like, you know, the financial needs of the household. And And I, but I see so much of this, even with, within myself, but also within my friends, I'm almost, I'm nearing 40 and my friends who've decided to be stay at home mothers are like, wait a minute, my kids are in school. What do I do now? Where's my identity outside of this? Did I lose myself? Like what's happening here? Maybe the marriage is okay. Maybe it's not, it doesn't really matter. It's just, I think it's about trying to find purpose and feel fulfilled in all aspects of our life. Yeah. And look, this is a tall order that, that we're, that we're giving you and many other women to say, you gotta, you know, make the money, uh, take care of your kids, you know, do all the things, exercise, do all the Mm -hmm. things that you're supposed to do in your life, but also like feel like a ravenous sex goddess and make sure you satisfy that part of your life too. But I would say it's worth it. You know, it's, it's going to be hard. Your hands are going to be full and not everything is going to get as much time as, as the other stuff, but but yeah, there's got to be a way to, to, to not sit there and wonder where did that other girl go? You know, I want to talk to you a little bit about why you decided, you know, to, to write the show and, and, uh, but before that, I want to tell you that one of my favorite things that you did in casting this show is that you chose when you chose to cast Sarah as Billy, the main character, I love that you casted a mother. She was already a mother in real life and she's not a mother, you know, just on TV. She's a mother in real life. And I love that because a woman's body changes after, and she is hot. Do not get me wrong, (laughs) but there's certain things like that. I noticed that, um, I don't know. Okay. For instance, after having a baby and, um, I don't know if this happens to all mothers after having a baby or just after nursing, but nipples remain a little bit harder after that. And I noticed that that was one thing. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is awesome. Because in the flashbacks to her, when, you know, when she's, um, seen Brad before she had children in the show, she still had that same motherly body because that's, she still has kids in real life. And I love that that's being exalted and shown as sexy. That's so cool. Well, I, I love that you noticed that. I mean, what's, What's exciting in the first season, I mean, now we're getting into some of the nitty gritty, but um, so as a mom myself, and um, especially, you know, I did breastfeed myself. So I knew that in real life, Sarah Shahi's boobs, she was not going to look like she was currently breastfeeding her children in real life. Mm -hmm. So those are prosthetic breasts that are on her in the first season. No way. Yeah. When she is in, in the present time of the first season, which is when she's breastfeeding her babies, those are prosthetics to look like boobs that would be, I love that you did that. Oh yeah. Cause this is, you know, like this is all about the female perspective, the female Uh case. So we know, we We know. know. I literally just said it. Yes. Yeah. And so then, um, and in the past, 
it was not the breastfeeding boobs, like when she went back to that, you know, and then in the second season now you'll see, cause it, it goes on, you know, in, in the present and there's a, a, a scene in particular um, where she's, and I, I guess this is going to be after the show is, is there, so I can say, but there's a scene where she's having sex for the first time or being mm. naked with the man for the first time with someone who isn't her husband since she's had kids. And it's not just about the boobs anymore. It's about the belly and everything, you know, mm-hmm. and I had a, a great conversation with Sarah where I said, um, I would like to, I mean, first of all, Sarah Shahi is so gorgeous. <laughs> you yes, know, it's like, dead. Right. it's, it's stunning. And, and, you know, all of us who have had three kids should look like that. My God. But, right. um, but I did say to her, I said, I would like to show just some of the reality, you know, the, but- the, the tiny minor imperfections <laughs> that are there even on Sarah Shahi and, and to have that be part of the reality. And, and that's what we did. Cause you know, these days, in TV, like it's like VFX is such a thing. Everybody does a beauty pass on everything. And we are really uh, adamant about not doing that. And and I hope people notice those little details because it's so much a yeah. part of the story for us. Yeah. I mean, I certainly did. Does she does does she grapple with that at all, her character? Yeah. I mean, she's she's I mean, she says, like, you're the first person who's seen me naked. Right. And it's and, a big deal. And, and when he looks at her, you know, she has like a hand like a little bit of an embarrassed hand to her, her belly, you know? Uh-huh, and then uh-huh. he says to her, he sort of traces down um, and, and touches it and touches her belly and, and tells her you are so, so beautiful, you know? Aww. So, yeah. <laughs> well, And so they're dating in real life, right? Sarah and Adam are. Yeah. Sarah and, and Sarah and Adam. I don't know. Who, yeah. You know, yeah, what scene we're guy. talking about here, but <laughs> yeah. Sarah and Adam, the sexy, sexy couple. And well, one former couple in the first season. So what it, what was that like having them dating in real life and then going into season two and filming? Well, you know, I've, I've, I've known Adam for a long time because we did another show together before sex life. He was on unreal, which was the last show that I was running. And, um, and I thought of him for Brad when I was first writing the script and, um, and then, so then when he was cast and, and I can tell you the story about casting Sarah, but it wasn't like we thought we're going to get these people together in real life. Like then when it happened, I was like, you're welcome. Right. <laughs> I brought these guys together because they are really deeply in, in love. Um, but uh, it wasn't something that we knew right away. Certainly. I don't think it happened right away. We, we shot for a few days. We shut down for COVID for five months. We came back. So, you know, it, it evolved, but it's undeniable that they have incredible chemistry together, you know? And, um, and I know that that was exciting to be sort of discovering their roles as they were discovering this new love for each other. And, and that's, got to come across on screen you know it's like Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward or whatever you know um yeah so are they actually having sex oh my god intercourse oh my god no how (laughs) are they not I mean these sex scenes are so steamy and if they're a couple already like how and you're uh, you're attracted to to your co-star who's also your boyfriend how do you not well 
that's a different type of film. Talk to me about um, that, that. I want to know that about is, the sex scenes. That is, yeah, that is a film that none of our camera camera crew or any of our other crew <laughs> signed up for. So that is not something we're going to let them. Well, the choreography is excellent. Then, yeah. So we have Casey is our in our intimacy coordinator, who's so really incredible. Oh yeah, we've okay. had an intimacy coordinator from the beginning, and Casey is also. Um, you know, she comes from the world of um, fight choreography. And so it's really a similar skill in a lot of ways because fighting you are and fuck, fighting. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you're choreographing, you know, what you're going to do to make it look real, to make it look real enough for you to ask, like, is that real or not? You know, right. but it, it never is. I mean, there are layers of protection, there are intimacy garments, there are, you know, all of, all of, all of these things that uh it's movie magic movie magic. interesting i could use some of those garments for a first date <laughs> <laughs> send them my way <laughs> so i do want to talk about you know the sex scenes and the soft porn scenes what why were those important for you to include well i wouldn't categorize it that way i would categorize it as, as intimacy i wouldn't call it soft porn i think you know um what it's pretty sex what I mean, was it's pretty it's, it's hot like it turns yeah. me on that's good that's very good you know um from the beginning this uh you know netflix was interested in and pushing me to um create a show that was really oh. steamy i mean they okay you know irene lee is the name of the development executive at, at netflix who i think was sort of the prime mover of sex life uh -huh. and she's a really smart tv executive who saw what a huge market there is in the book world for erotica mm -hmm. and wanted to bring that to Netflix and, and break the internet, as she said. It worked. And what was important to me though, was that no matter how big, juicy and erotic, which are the words that Irene would use, mm -hmm. um, no matter how big, juicy and erotic we made it, it was always being told from an empowered female point of view. Yeah. And, um, and it was so much about the female gaze and we hired all female directors mm -hmm. and we had, you know, a majority of women in our writer's room. And it was really a chance to sort of turn the tables mm -hmm. on you know, what we normally see in film and television, which is so much of the male gaze, mm -hmm. so much about, you know, objectifying the woman as opposed to centering the story on the woman and her experience and her pleasure. And what do we find exciting or escapist? And and it's it's important from a, a character perspective, too, for Billy, because this is what she's missing. Mm -hmm. She's longing for this. And you had to see right. what it was in order to understand why she's missing it so much. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys do a great job of that. I, you know, I love that it's from the, the female perspective and I love that it's a female perspective of intimacy because I've seen this shift, you know, just within the last few years with COVID, I've talked about this on the show several times in how women talk about sex and see sex. It's much more open just in the last few years than it ever has been. Thanks to shows like sex life. Truly. That was a huge game changer in the industry. And you've talked about how important it is to have female writers in the, you know, writing shows and, and then directing and all of, you know, getting, um, females more involved in general in order to, to break that glass ceiling. So can you talk to me more about that and, and the changes that you've seen? Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's, 
it's exciting to have a show that is about the female experience with a female protagonist. And it's, it hasn't, there haven't always been networks or, and now it's streamers who are interested in telling those kinds of stories. You know, I can, I've been a TV writer for over 20 years and I can tell you there've been a lot of times where I've pitched shows to networks and I'm told it's too female. Wow. Even though women are such huge TV consumers, you know, we're such a huge part of the, market, not to mention we're the people who buy products that are being advertised. On right. We're the buying group. But yeah. And, um, and I, but also on, on other existing TV shows, I've, I've, I, you know, particularly towards the beginning of my career, I was the only woman on the writing staff with like 11 guys. And you would try to pitch stories for the female characters that came from in a really personal and authentic place. And uh, you wouldn't always get traction with those, you know, because they don't, guys don't see like, you know, how that's a thing or how that's important, you know? So it's really, it is an exciting time in television where, where women are getting more of a chance to tell their stories, but also all, all kinds of other diversity is happening and you're hearing, you know, different stories, but it's, it's, look, the show comes from an incredibly personal place for me as a wife Mm -hmm. and mom. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I, I put my, you know, all this sort of truth into it. I mean, you know, Billy's single girl life with Brad in New York city is the thinly veiled version of my single girl life (laughs) in New York city. Let's go out. (laughs) And then, yeah, the impossibly sexy guys that I dated there, but, um, but the what I had to just sort of trust was that if I told a story that was really personal to me and really authentic and meaningful to me, that it would resonate with other people. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that, that that is true. And those are the kinds of stories that resonate. But it really right. does require networks and streamers to 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 value that. You know, it's still if you look at the shows that get the biggest marketing push, the biggest awards push it's not always those female shows, you know, there's still something ingrained in our society that says these are the kinds of shows that are important. And they're often with a male protagonist, I would just point out. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Another thing that I love about Sex Life is that you wrote with, you know, through your writing, you were able to create characters who are so real that there's never, there's not an obvious villain. There's not just an obvious antagonist. There's layers to all of these individuals where you're like, you might dislike someone, but then you see a different side to them. And you're like, I understand, you know, you have empathy for all of these characters. And so there, it's really not about what's wrong and right. It's just about like us grappling with, you know, our, our internal emotions. Uh, well, that's so great that that came across. I mean, that, yeah, it's something that I believe deeply is that we are all complicated <laughs> women and, and men, you know, and that that is real life. And, uh, and, and, and look, the the moment at the end of of season one when billy decides to run to her ex-boyfriend was very controversial moment really? you know tell me about that yeah. How come? and so well first of all i knew i knew it would be i knew right. it was she's be like running away from her husband and her family right and it's like she's tried to make it work she's tried to be good all of those things but she can't stop thinking about this and she says it's not enough and she runs to her boyfriend and so i knew what i wanted in fact was that half the audience would be screaming at their tvs and saying no you stupid mm. lady right. uh-huh. what are you doing go back to your husband and that half of the audience would be cheering her on and living vicariously through her and and I, and I wanted that noisiness, you know, and then it's interesting though, because there are a lot of people in the wake of that who did want Billy to be punished for mm. what she did. And I said, that is not, that is not this show, you know, and particularly in the second season, we uh, are telling a fairy tale, not a morality tale, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you would like to see a morality tale about a woman who has sexual desire, all you need to do is look at the entire canon of film and television that has come in the last 50 years. Because what happens, you have a woman with sexual desire, so she either goes crazy, or she becomes the bad girl or the bitch, or she's punished for it, or she's killed, which is the ultimate punishment. Mm -hmm. And, and, And we're telling a story that says, there is hope there are second chances and everyone yeah. deserves to find happiness regardless of the mistakes they've made along the way and and everybody you know deserves to keep trying and to finally arrive at their own happy ending whatever that is i mean at the end of season 1 um i remember th- cuz you don't she is running away from her husband or like you know that's what it looks like and it, like that she's running to you know the ex-boyfriend the former fling that she wants to be current but you don't really know what then happens after that. Like, do they right. have sex? Like, are they hooking up? Or like, does she go back to her husband? Does she do both? Like, what's going on? We don't know. But 
what do you, okay. So if you're just judging from season one as the writer and watching this play out, you know, your words come to life, who do you think Billy should be with? <laughs> well, you'll see in season two who I, who I right. think Billy should be with, but you know, um, I mean, look, I'm a drama writer, so I always am going for what's the most exciting, right. you know, so and it's certainly, Cooper. it would certainly, well, I, it, I don't think just where season one ended where she was like, I want to get it together and, and try and be with you. I mean, look, I'm also married. I'm happily married. And so, um, and so I, I, there is a version of the show where, uh, she, she goes out and does whatever she does and Cooper goes out and does whatever he does. And then they do end up coming back together and they sort of say, okay, God, let's never do that again. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. they, and they come together, but in the course of writing, season one, you know, we had to make Brad really undeniable, the ex-boyfriend really undeniable mm-hmm. so that it was justifiable why she was so, had such a choice, such a will she or won't she. And so, you know, here, here is this guy who had such a huge pull on her before who has handled all of his baggage, all of the issues that were the reason that they couldn't right. be together in the past. It's like every woman's fantasy, you know, totally. and he's, he's back here. He's still desperately in love with her. Um, and could give her everything that she wants in the way that her husband isn't able to. Um, and so and raise the kid and want to raise the kids. Be yeah, exactly. I'm like, where is this unicorn? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's why, you know, it's TV and we, that is also a big part of the show too, aside from sort of, you know, showing us, you know, talking about the reality of our lives. It's also giving us that escapist fantasy of what if, you know, what if this could happen for me? I like. I mean, I think Billy should be with the ex boyfriend. Okay. Um, because I I just like the passion there, but I don't know if he can change his ways. Like, I want her to have both, and <laughs> I know you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, that's just not going to work long term. But maybe in the short term. So I'm. I'm I don't know. They have a thruple. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe they could have a thruple, or she could just like, I don't know, do her thing with both of them. I don't know how that works. I kind of, I relate to Billy right now because I don't have a a husband or, and I'm not in a stable relationship with a man who's, you know, acting as the father of my children, but I do, I am seeing a guy who I've been seeing on and off for three years. And he reminds me of Brad. He's like that party guy who like, you know, has everything at his fingertips and kind of like, does he want to settle down? Doesn't he want to set? Does he not like who, know, who really knows? Does it really matter? Actually, like, <laughs> is it okay the way things are? Like, why are we always trying to push for something different and more or do is that when ultimately like, that's what, you know, Billy's running away from in a way. Right. Well, and we look at a lot of this in season two, you know, okay. because she starts dating a new guy who, I mean, I'm, I'm spoiling things for people. Um, but, but there's a version where your sex and your life are separate, where the guy who gives you all of the juicy, right. fun escapist stuff is not the guy who's the father to your children or taking them to baseball games or whatever it is your kids are doing, you know, and, um, and you have those parts of your life separate. And frankly, I know a lot of divorced women who love living their lives that way. They love having, I mean, this is where they mm-hmm. have a, 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 an ex who is sharing, you know, parenting time or whatever. Right. And they love having that break. And then during those three days a week or whatever it is, when they don't have the kids, they're very productive at work. And then they're having a good time right. going out to dinner or whatever. 
But for Billy, at least our character, you know, it was most important for her to to be able to be all things mm-hmm. at once and with one person, you know, and um, and like I said, it's a fairy tale. So then you can see for yourself is is Brad able to actually do and be all of those things. So I don't know. Show the guy you're dating the second season and see where he will have to watch. It together. <laughs> so I had a guest on recently and she said that she defined intimacy as um a little bit dirty and a little bit emotional. And that's like the com mm. the, the perfect combination of the ultimate act of intimacy. Do you wow. do you ascribe to that? Yeah, I mean, I think so much of intimacy is about um being seen mm-hmm. and uh being seen fully and not only accepted for all of those things, but you know, devoured for all of those things. Like, yes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and to feel like you are seeing the other person in their full truth. And, um, you know, it's, it's, there's, you know, it's, it takes a lot of vulnerability and frankly, courage to be um, that open. And I think that's why there's often emotion in sex. I mean, you'll see in one of the episodes, mm-hmm. Billy gets very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um right after uh having an orgasm and i always think that's interesting to look at why that happens i can't be the only woman on the planet no. for that happened. No. um but um because it is such a release there's so right. much that we're holding on to as a protective mechanism really um and and it's so much of a release and that sort of feeling of openness and relaxation and to be able to be seen and accepted, I think is, um, is so much a part of it, you know, maybe that's part of the reason why the show has done so well. I mean, I hope so. Look, there's a lot of, there's a lot of candy to bring people under the tent as we call it. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot guys. of candy. Yeah. There's a lot of candy. <laughs> Eye candy, there's, there's, candy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then once they're under the tent, there's some real truths that we're talking, you know, and, and I think, that's the part that's the most important to me and to get women to look at like, what the heck am I doing in my life? And is this what I want to be doing with my life? Right. Get people thinking. Yeah. So you went from working on shows like Greek and One Tree Hill to Sex Life. Well, not immediately. Not immediately. There were, there were a bunch of shows in the, in the middle there. Um, but yeah, there was a time I was doing a lot of YA shows. Um, and, and then I went to work on unreal, which was the last show that I was doing right before sex life. And what was amazing about unreal is that it also had a lot of candy, you know, um, Sarah Shapiro, one of the co-creators of that show used to call it a poison cupcake, um, which is that, you know, you had a lot of frosting and, and, and everything. Cause it was about, it was a show that was sort of set in the behind the scenes of the bachelor, like that kind of a reality right. dating show. Yeah. And so you had sparkly dresses and romance and, and all of that. But then you would bite into the cupcake or the show and there was something, you know, very real and very dark that we were saying about feminism and women in Hollywood and, mm. and, and, and a million other things. And, um, and it was really exciting to write that kind of television where you could give people a really good time and, you know, fun and crazy twists and turns and big, oh my God moments and all of that but that it was also really about something. And I just feel like after that, there's no going back. Like those are the kinds of shows that I'm just going to make forever now. So when you, 
do make shows like this with bigger, you know, social questions like feminism, you, like you said, or, you know, sex from a woman's point of view and, and intimacy from a woman's point of view. Are you answering these deep questions that you're asking or, or are they left open-ended? Do you even have the answers? <laughs> I have all the answers. So just come over and we'll Never have a glass of wine and I'll explain it all to you. Yeah. Thank you. I was yeah. looking for someone like you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, I certainly have a point of view. Um, I have a point of view that appetite is good and desire is good and that, you know, all of that should be nurtured as I, as I'm saying, and that, that women deserve to have what they want and to go after what they want and, and they shouldn't be sacrificing and all of that. Um, but I think we're all just continually asking questions. And this is why there are always more seasons and more stories to be told um, because it just, it it keeps on going. But I mean, I am, you know, I, I do use the F word to say feminism, you know, which is a dirty word in some circles, but I'm very out loud and proud about um, putting out stories that feel real for women and then encourage women to, to go for what they want and to feel empowered. That's sort of, you know, the bottom line for me. So, and, and you, you, you spoke earlier about how you have all female directors and you're a writer and, um, you have other female writers as well. Have you gotten any pushback from, you know, Hollywood in general, entertainment industry in general, by trying to only employ females? Not so much, you know, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, We do have a couple of male writers on the staff and And I remember when we were hiring the writing staff, I I talked to my executive at Netflix. I wasn't sure if she was going to be upset that I wanted to hire a couple of men. Um, And and these are men that I've worked with from Unreal, like, you know, people who are sort of in my tribe and who I know are are such talented people. And she was like, no, no, absolutely. Like, we have all these male characters. We want to make sure we're speaking to them from a, you know, truthful perspective. Um, But I think that... um, Look, I think there are a bunch of male directors who have said they would really like to direct on Sex Life and are disappointed that mm-hmm. we we only hire women. But if you look at the numbers in Hollywood, the numbers are still so heavily male and frankly, so heavily white male that the little inroads that uh, our show and there are a few other shows that are only hiring female directors, the inroads that we're making are are, are great, <laughs> but but they're not like, oh my God, you know, guys can't get a job (laughs) anymore. Um, But, but even more importantly, like it's, it's, we're doing something really different with the show, with the female gaze, particularly with those intimate scenes. And it's time, it's time to give women the chance to say, this is what it looks like for me. This is what the experience is, is for me, you know? And so for this brief moment in time, you know, yeah, we are being exclusive, but, and, you know, like I said, there are guys who just want to come to the party and they're just bummed because, you know, this party, this one, this one particular party is not for them. Right. Well, I love that. I love what you're doing, you know, not only with sex life, but with behind the scenes with promoting females and, um, and women and breaking that glass ceiling. So thank you on behalf of all women. Thank you. you. Truly. So, okay. So, um, season two, Sex Life, Netflix. It's out. It's, it's ready to yeah, go. It's, 
Yeah, it's out as of March 2nd. It's on your service. So oh, that, all right, let's do it. Yeah. I'm so I can't I, I'm going to binge it. I don't have my kids this weekend. I'm getting oh, LASIK surgery. I'm going to binge watch the whole thing once my eyes are recovered. Yeah, you take the bandages off or whatever they do. Yes. Well, thank <laughs> you so perfect. much, Stacey. I appreciate you thank coming you, on the Megan. show. Can't wait to watch. I'll, I'll be in touch. I'll let you know. Oh, yeah, I want to hear. I definitely want to hear. So circle back. Oh, I will. Okay. Great. Thank okay. you so much. Bye. Bye. Stacy Rekaiser. She was so interesting to talk to, easy to talk to. I felt like she was a girlfriend of mine. I, I'm literally going to watch the whole season this weekend. I'm so excited. The show is so good. It's so sexy and steamy. And it. I relate to it so much. I can't wait to watch it. I will let you guys know how it goes because if I know, you know. Okay. Till next week on Intimate Knowledge. Bye. Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Nerd Wallet. Finance smarter. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.